me back tomorrow for taking all that I can stand. Throw the weed of the world from the park. Good morning. Welcome to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, and I'll be your host for the next hour. With me in the studio is Dr. Michael Brenneman, and we'll be discussing, like everyone is discussing, the COVID-19 coronavirus, but with a twist. Our focus is not fear. Our focus is fact, health facts, what you can do to build a healthy immunity and what you can do to protect yourself from COVID-19 and any contagious infection. We'll also talk about what you can do if you do get sick and how you can heal safely and naturally. First, let me welcome Dr. Brenneman to the show. Thank you for coming in today, doctor. My pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your medical background? Yes, I, I, uh, I became a chiropractic advocate at an early age. Uh, my health was bad. I had uh, eczema. I had migraines, headaches. I had digestive disorders. I had a bunch of things that were going on. Uh, a lady at work kept after me to go to her chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And I could see no rational reason. I was fearful uh, 45, 50 years ago. Things were different. And the myth of chiropractic exists in a lot of people's minds to this day. But uh, it was yeah. a crisis. I'm glad you brought up that myth because when I was growing up, I always heard that chiropractors were just for adjusting your back. I didn't understand what, you know, the, the whole uh, practice of medicine of chiropractic. Yeah. I'm not even quite sure the word there yeah. <laughs> to you. We, we flinch when you mix the word medicine with chiropractic. It's kind of an oxymoron. We're two separate and distinct things. It's, uh, it's very uh, traditional to, to respect natural immunity and appreciate natural immunity mm-hmm. uh, from the chiropractic side mm-hmm. and to use natural methods whenever possible. Mm-hmm. So this woman at work got me talked into going to this chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And it was like rebooting my entire computer. My body started to function at a higher level. My headaches went away. My energy came back. My skin problems disappeared. And it's things that you would never expect as, a, as an earthling that's used to taking... I was on medications. I was on Percodan, and I was on muscle relaxers. I was going to physical therapy for months. And those things just didn't... They just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was great that there was an alternative. Yeah, I don't think they work for a lot of people, but they don't know what else to do. So True. can you explain a little bit how um, what you do um, helps the immune system overcome the, you know, the things you were experiencing? Yes, good point. When people think of us in general, they have a tendency to stereotype us as working with bones mm-hmm. and pain. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking that when we're working with the bones that we're causing this pain. However, what really is going on is we're trying to affect your brain and your nerve system. Your brain and your nerve system only have one job. Everything. <laughs> Every single thing that's going on. Yeah. Uh, there's a famous physician. He's a Swedish neurosurgeon. And in one of his books, very boring to most people, uh, Mechanical Tension in the Central Nervous System. In this book, he says that the brain is cascading a symphony of information into the body, telling all the parts, clear down to the cellular level, telling all the little things what to do and when and how much and how long. 
and that the body itself, those cells, are sending a similar symphony of information back to the brain about what's going on, what's the status down here. The brain makes a new decision, sends out new signals, the body uh, naturally responds to that. And so that's what we would look at, trying to keep that balance, make sure that the brain is able to talk to the body, literally, by making sure there's no interference between the brain and the body via the bones in the wrong positions, uh, the muscles pulling things in the wrong way, postural uh, distortions that are drawing energy away. It's like leaving your dome light on all night and expecting your car to start the next day. So there's all this fatigue and all this lowered immunity, lowered response to uh, reflexes and all types of things at every level. That's fascinating. Yeah, and and science has really begun to understand more about how that works uh, with chiropractic care and also with acupuncture. I mean, we have um, pathways. We have, an, in fact, they discovered a whole new um, organ of the body called the interstitial, right? Yes. And it's like that layer of tissue. So when you are doing your, is manipulation the right word? Uh, we we make use? it more specific. Uh, there's a difference between a manipulation and an adjustment. Okay. An adjustment is choosing a specific place and in a, in a specific alignment uh, direction, mm-hmm. where a manipulation would be much more general and much less specific. Uh, it may still d- give benefit, but mm-hmm. the art is to decide where the problems are and leave the good things alone and just just work with the problem areas. Oh, that's fascinating. And then w- what else do you bring in um, besides uh, the physical um, part of it adjusting and manipulating? What else do you do? We kind of lump it into the phrase chiropractic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So the chiropractic lifestyle traditionally has been Keeping a sound nervous system, uh, plenty of rest, Mm -hmm. clean water, clean air. Uh, The sleep factor, I think, is one of the big things that we should be talking about, too, because um, your body heals during the sleep pattern. And if you never get into the deepest state, let's say you've been doing energy drinks, you've been drinking too much coffee, your body might never get to the point of that healing by the time you wake up again, you didn't really sleep. You passed out from fatigue. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't restful. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I read recently that alcohol might make you sleepy and you initially fall asleep, but it doesn't allow a long duration of sleep if you wake up it frequently takes a, later It takes on. a lot of energy yeah. for your body to detoxify from... The alcohol works by literally by poisoning us. It's, yeah. That's how it works. So, you know, the habit of starting the day with that big couple of cups of coffee and ending the day with that nice glass of wine might not be the best habit, at least not all the time, and yeah. maybe not right now, while we are uh, dealing with a uh, circulating virus that humans have never seen before. So let's let's move a little bit into this COVID-19's coronavirus. So um, I'm sure everybody has heard every time you turn on the TV or the radio, they're talking about it. So um, I'll just give a little nutshell of, of what I have learned, that COVID-19 is in a family of coronaviruses. It's um, about a third of all cases. Um, it's the largest family of viruses, and about a third of them, it's like the common cold, right? But once in a while, I mean, they're always evolving. You're always getting new strains. And, and this one has never been seen, been in humans before. And it's my understanding, and, you know, I'd love your feedback on this, is the first time a new strain enters, you know, into the human population, um, our immune systems um, 
take a while to adapt to it, to figure it out. And it's not really, we have this symbiotic relationship with the bacterial and the viral world, with the the microbial world, as it were. Yeah, and so at first, um, when they enter, it can be... It can be pretty harsh. Some people can really succumb to it if they um, have compromised immune systems. But eventually, um, humans get used to it. It becomes mild, you know. So can you talk to that? Talk about this yeah, new strain? It goes back to the chiropractic philosophy of literally that symbiosis. We're trying to find the balance. And uh, even Pasteur recognized that in a state of health, we are walled off from the germs or the microbes or the bacteria that if even it's playing out right now, the people that are dying from this virus are the weakest. Mm-hmm. So when we, a lot of the listeners will be familiar with the term herd immunity mm-hmm. from our viewpoint, that herd immunity is the eons of time, the generations that have passed that have adapted to these microbes and the things that come into to play. Uh, my fear personally is that, uh, men are playing with those microbes. Yeah. And I, I think maybe someday we'll actually have to have a vaccine to make up and to fight what men have messed up and created. I see where you're going there, because if it's not a naturally evolved substance we're dealing with, um, nature might not be able to evolve quickly enough to give us the solutions. I hope that's not the case here. We'll try to stay yeah. away from yes, the, we'll there's a up. lot of origin theories yeah. about uh, this particular virus. But so far, even if it was uh, generated and altered in a lab in order to produce a vaccine, which is one of the theories, it does seem as if our immune systems, and if they're not compromised, can handle it fairly well. They say 80% of cases are just very mild common cold symptoms. So I think we're okay here. But, you know, it it is, I I like to quote that Jurassic Park. um, uh, What what did he say? Just because you can doesn't mean you should when it comes to what we do with science. And it's really hard hard to hold back on technology once it becomes discovered. But we really have to look at the big picture and unintended consequences of our actions when we we play with things uh, down at the microbial level, don't we? Yeah. Um, I would like to tell listeners, like, if you really want to learn about the human immune system, um, how the immune system works to, in response to bacterial and, and, um, and bacteria and viruses, a great resource is called BBCH. It's Building Bridges in Children's Health. Um, a wonderful immunologist. This is her nonprofit organization. You do have to join, but it's so well worth it. Um, if you go to the website, bbch.community, um, there is available there when you join the fundamentals of immunity, and it's these wonderful lessons on how your immune system works. And knowledge is power. So you don't have to fear. If you know how your immune system works and how to keep it healthy, Absolutely. you don't have to be fearful. Um, so I do encourage people to visit that. In fact, tomorrow morning, if you join, tomorrow you could take part in an online conversation where um, Tatiana Obukahanich, the immunologist, is going to be discussing um, this COVID coronavirus and giving you information about how to stay healthy. So I encourage people to go check it out today so they can join that conversation tomorrow. 
Okay, I think it's time for a little break here. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Together we will rise. Keep your feet on the ground. Keep your eye on the prize. Oh, don't turn away. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island in 2020. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Don't go back to sleep. The door is round and open and the river's away. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, and with me is Dr. Michael Brenneman. And we're talking about healthy immunity. So let's move, uh, let's move on and talk about what you can do, what our listeners can do to attain healthy immunity and to prevent uh, infection from this coronavirus and any other viruses going around. Um, so what's your first thoughts on that? Well, I'd like to go back to the, the chiropractic philosophy and the chiropractic lifestyle. Our major premise is that there's a universal intelligence there are, I've never met, to this day, an atheist chiropractor. <laughs> and that this universalist God creator, whatever we like to call him, her, it, uh, it has placed an innate intelligence, an inborn intelligence in our body that we scratch it, we scrape it, we, we break it. It's immediately trying to heal. And people f- forget that. Mm-hmm. 
We're always looking on the outside for something to take care of something that's being taken care of from the inside out. Um, there's natural law. If you're breaking the natural laws, let's say it this way. If you're breaking man's laws, you get penalized. Mm. When we break natural laws, you end up in the hospital and somebody's bringing you flowers and candy. That's kind of a backwards thing. We broke the laws. If you didn't drink water, 75% of America is perceived as being dehydrated. If 75% of the people are dehydrated, that means that at the cellular level, that the cells can't be healthy because they need fluid, they need the water for their function to eliminate the wastes, to bring the nutrients back in, to recreate themselves. So if, if you've done that, you've created a healthy, unhealthy cell, you've now created an un unhealthy organ eventually. So why is it that Americans who constantly drink and with a Starbucks on every corner, how come we're dehydrated and how do we stop that? Well, that Starbucks and that energy drink are, they're, they're diuretics. Okay. And so you drink a cup of coffee, more than a cup of coffee comes out of you. So you're actually reducing your hydration. Um, even beer, people say, oh yeah, well, okay. Beer's got water in it too, but it's also a diuretic. Okay. And so that water is one of the critical links that everybody could do right now that they could drink more water today. Or is all water created equal? Good point. Um, much of our water is chlorinated, fluoridated. Uh, to me, that's an unclean product. Uh, I would always want to seek the spring water or the or the filtered water, or the best water you can find. Mm -hmm. it, bad water would be better than no water. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I know that there's some common sense things that people can do uh, to avoid infection, just really good lifestyle habits, good hygiene. Um, and one is, is washing your hands. In fact, the U.S. Attorney General recently talked about that, and I've got a, a little audio of the Attorney General talking about washing your hands. What I want Americans to know is that when we look back at past infectious disease outbreaks like this, they weren't ended with therapeutics or with vaccines. They were ended with hand washing. They were ended with social distancing. They were ended with the basic public health and hygiene measures that keep us safe from the flu and the everyday cold and will also keep us safe from coronavirus. I think that's, you know, excellent advice. I, w I would actually love to see public health talk more about hygiene and less about about vaccines because I think that the uh, the vaccines give us a false sense of security. You think if you're vaccinated, uh, you're bulletproof, and that's far from the case because the if you look at the actual product capability of what it can do, um, it's not necessarily keeping you safe or it's not keeping other people safe from you. And like a, for instance, is the flu vaccine does not prevent what's called mucosal infection. So if you get vaccinated and it happens to match the circulating strain around you, you might not get symptoms, but you will still be infected in your mucosal passage, passages yes. and, and be able to infect people around you. But since you won't have symptoms, you don't know it. Good point. And the whooping cough vaccine is even worse. Um, it's spreading in fully vaccinated communities. It doesn't prevent colonization and transmission. And, and the studies are showing that Newborns are catching it from their fully vaccinated siblings. So 
um, you know, vaccines are a tool that people can research deeply. And I really encourage people to go to informedchoicewa.org and explore the science of the products to see what they can and cannot do. Um, so what do you think about um, vaccines as a preventative measure? It's a, it's a deep and heavy question. Um, we, I'm 67. I grew up in an era where when you had a single vaccine, you are now immune for life. And then now in our day, we have the booster shot because the vaccine somehow fatigued. That's even a, mm-hmm. It's even a common phrase, vaccine fatigue. To me, what vaccine fatigue is, is that the homeostatic abilities of the body took back over the natural immunity from the artificial. Mm-hmm. And I can't prove that. I have no, that's my speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have... I have uh, issues with uh, liability-free products uh, being mm-hmm. being utilized with from first day of birth. Yeah, and that's yeah. an issue to me. Yeah, the day one birth uh, Hep B shot is the one they give. Yes. I, I really have issues with because they test the mother at birth. And you know if this baby is at zero risk for infection. And so if a child is at zero risk for infection, um, then that shot becomes all risk of injury. Yeah. So the risk benefit For a sexually is transmitted disease. Yeah. I want to give one quick fact, and then I want to get back to this subject here. But one thing I really want more people to know, and what, we, what I personally try, have tried to educate the public and even legislators. I often go down to Olympia and do educational meetings with our legislators. Um, is something called primary and secondary failure. When the measles vaccine was introduced in the 1960s, we actually had natural herd immunity in this country because children, all children got it. By then, like we were talking about, you know how infections in a healthy community become fairly mild? Well, yes. almost every four to six-year-old would get the measles, they develop lifetime immunity. So when that vaccine was introduced into the United States, um, the death rate had already fallen to about 400 a year. Almost everybody got it, and almost virtually everybody in the United States of America had lifetime immunity who was age 15 and older. Good point. 15 and older. So almost everybody was immune, and along comes a vaccine, and the children stop getting measles. Okay, but what they didn't realize when they introduced it was two to ten percent of of people would never develop immunity to measles from this vaccine. That's a huge amount, two to ten percent. And what the CDC studies have found that twenty years out, about thirty percent of adults are no longer immune, even though they've had two doses, and a third dose does not extend protection. So here we are, sixty, forty, fifty, sixty years out. I'm sorry about them not doing the math quickly in my head here, but what we're happening is. The um, population of those who have wild natural lifetime immunity are shrinking, dying off, you know, and all we're left is vaccine protection. And that means that we are moving into an era of more people susceptible to measles than existed before the vaccine was introduced. It's a dilemma that public health is not talking about and they should talk about. So... um, so, so what should we do? If, if that's not the solution, if whatever they're cooking up in a lab right now is not the solution, um, what, can, um, what else can we do to, um, yeah. to honor that innate immunity and yes. build it? In this day and age, our science should shift toward boosting natural immunity instead of creating an artificial immunity. 
it's a very primitive thing to me when I think about we've been doing stabbing these toxins into our body. It kind of made sense to me when I was younger that if you put some of this product in that your body would react to it. But at that time, it didn't have mercury. It didn't have aluminum. It didn't have polysorbate 60. It didn't have squalene. It didn't have all these adjuvants that are supposedly the, the stimulant to, to our innate immune systems mm-hmm. to create these uh, resistance models. It's just, it's very primitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it's delivered is into a muscle. It didn't come in through the mucosa. It didn't come through our nose. It didn't come through our eyes or our mouth. The immune system is different when they even compare the antibodies to wild infection to the antibodies to artificial um, protection, which is very al- always short-lived compared to the natural. The antibodies don't even look the same. True. Yeah. So, so what can we do? What lifestyle choices can individuals make to help boost their own natural immunity? When I was uh, a chiropractic patient of Dr. Marv Gaddis up in Frontier Village, Lake Stevens, I was working in a grocery store. I could eat anything I wanted in that store. What did I eat? I ate a a box of glazed cruller donuts for (laughs) breakfast, washed down with Mountain Dew. Um, He taught me that, and in so many words, that the art and act of eating was to bring nature back inside the body so that the body could recreate itself at the cellular level. And from the moment that he said that to me, I changed. I actually went to the produce department. I started eating an apple instead, or an orange. Or, and we should talk about that food. That we talk about nutrient-dense foods. Mm-hmm. And there are, basically, there's two kinds of foods. We hear about junk food, and to me, there's only food or junk. Yeah. So choosing what we feed our children, letting the mom decide what the meal is going to be instead of the child might be a good decision right now, especially to keep their immune systems at the higher level instead of the body wasting all of its energy getting rid of this crud. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is, and this is ancient wisdom. I remember once, I think it was the Maya that have some famous saying about people equals like corn, I think it was. The, you, you literally are what you eat. And it's so yes. funny, on an online discussion I had once with somebody who has a different health paradigm, I, I said, you, you literally are what you eat. Your cells are made of the food you eat. And they said, that's a myth. And no. I'm... I mean, how can that be a myth? That's just kind of crazy. I think it might be time for us to move on and take a quick break. Uh, You're listening to Lift Your Spirits on 1150 AM KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Tomorrow, taking all that I can stand. Throw the weight of the world from the palm of your hand. Join me at Bayview Healing Arts on beautiful Woodby Island this spring. I'll be offering free mini chakra tune-ups at our open house Saturday, March 21st, introduction to Reiki plus Chakras 101, March 28th, and one-on-one self-care energy healing sessions with me by appointment. Bayview Healing Arts offers acupuncture, massage therapy, aesthetic facials, and yoga classes that will lift your spirits. 
reach out to me at dina-marie.com for more information and registration. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Need information about your child's vaccinations? Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization of parents, family members, medical professionals, educators, and Washingtonians from all walks of life. They believe in personal freedoms and individual choices, including healthcare choices. Their mission is to advocate for vaccine policy reform based on scientific integrity and individual health needs, to promote education about healthy immunity, and to protect informed consent and medical freedom in Washington state. To stay informed, visit informedchoicewa.org. Informed Choice Washington envisions the future where every doctor is fully trained in identifying vaccine risk factors and recognizing vaccine injury. Every child is afforded a personalized approach to disease prevention, and every parent has the freedom to make the best health care decisions for themselves and their families. They know every child matters. Go to informedchoicewa.org today. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, and with me is Dr. Michael Brenneman, and we're talking about healthy immunity, how to stay healthy, and, and let's get back to food. Food is medicine. Food is every cell of your body. Yes. So colored things. A lot of the food that, uh, that people are eating is preservative-rich. It's built for shelf life. Uh, even a tomato, for an example, has to pass a test of being able to drop eight feet or something to, and not fracture so that it can ripen unnaturally. It's not, it's not the same tomato that you picked off your plant in the backyard the other day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something made to store. So quality, I, I, we like to talk about knowing the places and the faces that raised our food, where it, was, where it came from. Did it come from China or Peru or Bolivia or Mexico? Do they do the same things? Do they have the same ethics that, that you would want to have? Do they use chemicals that, that aren't even legal here, for an example, that are brought into our country, and now we're going into the store and eating those things? So the more that you can be selective, and again, going back to the colors, if it's white, it's probably not very healthy. If it's sugar, if it's white flour, those are things that are that have no no real value to your body. Your body, you're not feeding your tongue. You're feeding your cells. Mm-hmm. So there's good distinction there. 
I love being able to sort of use color as a quick way to sort of assess your meal. I, I do that with my son, who's almost 17, and he's learned it. So it, he'll look at his plate, and it's pretty much it's, his, it's organic potatoes and some organic free-range meat product. But we've got browns and tans, tans on the plate, you know. And he'll say, okay, give me something green so I don't die. You know, so he knows. He knows you got to look for the colors. Yes. And, and yes. the blues and the greens and the reds are, yes. are, are very good. Um, and those I, are the nutrient-dense foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, eating seasonally uh, for where you live, that can be very challenging. Um, you know, what do you do? What do you suggest? It's interesting that we go to the grocery store and there's a health food section. <laughs> As if the rest and it's is the not. fraction of the store. <laughs> so spend your time in that section. Uh, when uh, right now is a good time to start some seeds, poke them in pots in your patio, backyard. How much time you have? Uh, it's very easy to do some of those types of things, and you can now supplement your diet with some things that uh, that you've raised with love. And it's all about energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the more that your conscious mind is in tune with your subconscious. It's, for me, it's a game. If, if I care about it, my mind cares about it. And it's, it's almost like there's this little goofy on one shoulder and a Disney goofy on the other shoulder. And this one's saying, don't worry about it. Just eat anything you want. This one over here said, you know that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Play with that in your mind and, and look at that food differently from today forward. Why is it? that human beings feel rewarded when they eat something or drink something they know is bad for them. What's, what is that? <laughs> Why is mm. that so tempting? I don't know that you can answer that question. I, but <laughs> I'd have to contemplate that, <laughs> but it's a learned experience. I, I, I guess it is, and we feel like uh, we deserve a treat, and that treat is going to undermine us. Well, but <laughs> and don't, we don't have to go crazy. Anything in moderation is even yeah. Bi- biblical. Uh, yeah, there's a saying that I like. It is to live life so as to fall from the vine like a ripened fruit and not be harshly plucked. Mm. So that's all about lifestyle and choices right there. I like that. Now, I, I've heard it said that because of modern lifestyle, mar- modern agriculture, our soils are depleted and therefore our fruits and vegetables are depleted. Um, and that you might, and depending on where you live, you might be, not be exposed to the sun often enough. So do you recommend supplementation of any nutrients? I think it's very important to supplement, uh, particularly the sunlight is the magic for, for our vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And we don't get enough of it here. So in my opinion, every person, every person from head to toe should be, should be taking vitamin D, D3, uh, the omega threes. They should be probably taking fish oil as well. Uh, vitamin A, vitamin C. Very important things we've known about for forever. But I don't know about most, but mm-hmm. probably most people don't supplement enough, and they're not getting those nutrients that the cells need down at that level to to be regenerating continuously. And um, how do you know how much to get? I mean, is, is there a standard amount for everybody, or is everybody different? That's a great question. I, I think there are professionals that can help us. Uh, we have Dr. Google that can give us advice <laughs> on, on some of those things. And, um, and trust you. Yeah. And make there sure are you go trust, to a trusted source. Yes, there are yeah. 
there are so many resources. Mm -hmm. uh, we have lots of nutritional therapists. We have lots of naturopathic doctors that, mm -hmm. are, that are more knowledgeable by far mm -hmm. than I. Uh, it's, a, it's a deep subject, mm -hmm. and it's individualistic. That's one of the things with the, the vaccines, for example, or other pharmaceuticals. It's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Some people are at more risk. Some people need to supplement more than others. If you're in a stressful relationship, you hate your job, you've got money problems, you might want to be more conscious about, about your diet than somebody that's healthy, uh, happy. That happiness is probably a, a really key word. And, yeah, happiness. It's, it's funny how people do totally accept that stress can kill you, that stress will Absol undermine absolutely. your health. But the flip side of that equation is happiness and yeah. love yeah. and and peace and joy can heal you. Hans, um, Hans Selye was a Nobel Pre Peace Prize winner the year I was born, 1952. Mm -hmm. And he's the guy that gave us the word stress. Mm -hmm. But he didn't use stress the way that we use it. Mm -hmm. Stress at that point in time was something that the wind did to a building or, mm -hmm. a, or a train did to a bridge. Mm -hmm. It was a mechanical thing. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get us the concept of stress being a fulcrum uh, that was a balancing point between distress and a new word that we should use more of is eustress. It's E-U and then the word stress. Hmm. And eustress is joy and happiness and laughter and fun and good times. And distress is fear and anger and grief and that side. So stress for him was a good thing. And it's, it's the thing that makes us adapt continuously. So he gave us the concept of uh, adrenocortical insufficiency. So the, the stress, our little adrenal glands that sit on top of our kidney, very small, supposedly almond size, mm -hmm. is giving us this little magical, uh, if the mom sees the child, uh, the cabinet falls over on the child, maybe the mom couldn't even move that cabinet, but that adrenaline, little tiny crystal of this adrenaline drops into the bloodstream, she's over there, throws that cabinet away and pulls mm -hmm. the child to safety. Mm -hmm. That adrenaline is only supposed to be used momentarily or for very short periods of time. Lots of our lifestyles, it's going on continuously. We're in that fight or flight mode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. The, the fight or flight mode that modern life, video games, you know, there's a lot of things that keep you in that ramped up mode yeah. um, and, and stress, traumatic stress. A lot of people live in that um, uh, sort of the civilian version of PTSD. Good a point. lot of parents who have children with some severe developmental and neurological issues, which are increasing in our toxic world today, they live constantly in that kind of stomach clenched fight or flight mode. Yes. and. And I do encourage parents and, and individuals who are living in stressful situations to, um, to remember to care for yourself. I recently lost my mother, um, and she was an amazing woman. And she had little sayings all over her house that she liked. She would frame it, print it, and frame it. And, um, and, and one of those sayings uh, was, learn from other people's mistakes you won't live long enough to make them yourself. Mm. And <laughs> Very good. yeah. Very good. Um, and so one of the things I learned from my mother, from her sort of mistake, she took care of everybody, especially her beloved husband, Pop. Um, 
was self-care is not selfish care. Uh, we have to care for ourselves. We need to care for ourselves um, enough that we stay healthy. Then we can care for other people. It's very point. difficult for many people to do, and um, uh, it, especially women. I don't know why. I guess it's that nurture instinct, you yes, know. Yes. But self-care is not selfish care. Um, I want to move into and uh, before the break, and then we'll touch on it more after the break. So what happens? You're 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 doing all you can to um, prevent infection, but infection does happen, and it's an immune system workout. We do need to be exposed to certain microbes. Our immune systems do not do well in absence of exposure to this. So what happens if you do get sick? What, um, what can a person do? Uh, first of all, I would like to ask, do you go see a chiropractor if you come down with symptoms of cold that's or a, flu? That's a, very, that's a great point. In 1918, the, the Spanish flu crisis, chiropractic was a brand new thing. Very few chiropractors, maybe a couple thousand chiropractors. And in Davenport, Iowa, in Iowa, there were about 90,000 people that were treated for Spanish flu. And something over 6,000, between six and 7,000 people of those, uh, those people died. At the same time, people with the Spanish flu were going to Palmer College of Chiropractic where student chiropractors were working on them, and only one of those people died. And uh, there's a Dr. Ben Lerner that I just was reading this. Uh, at the same time in Oklahoma, there were people that had been treated medically, but they had been given up on. And there was 225 of these people, 223 perhaps, uh, the number's not important, but of those people that were treated by chiropractors, the chiropractors of Oklahoma were asked to, to treat these people. Only 25 of those people died from that. They were, had already been given up on. So we mm -hmm. don't know about it. All the money goes to the research of things with pharmaceuticals to mm -hmm. attach to them. There's mm -hmm. been very little research, but uh, it's a good, good point that we need to start moving away from, yeah. from the artificial and and looking back to the natural. Wow. I want to talk more about this after the break. Um, we're going to take a short break right now. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. Trains coming down the track. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. 
Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know how your immune system protects you from illness? Wish you knew more about what lifestyle choices you could make to keep your immune system strong? What healing approaches might work best for you? Well, tune in on the first Friday of each month when the host of Lift Your Spirits Radio will be Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington. Bernadette will be joined by medical and science experts to discuss healthy immunity and how you and your family can achieve it. You can reach Bernadette Pager at informedchoicewa.org. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150kknw. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, and I'm with Dr. Michael Brenneman, and we're talking about healthy immunity. Um, and also now we've moved into what to do if you do become sick. How, how do you treat that naturally? So do you recommend um, patients come into your practice if they're not feeling well? Well, if they're really sick and vomiting and, and ill, the best thing to do is stay home. Hydrate, sleep, but it's interesting that people that are from the chiropractic side of the fence always, first thing they want to do is be adjusted. And we can't quite explain it yet scientifically, but uh, I'm quoting from a 2004 study in the Journal of Orthopedics. Um, They found that chronic nerve compression or irritation from spinal dysfunction in the thoracic spine has a negative effect on immune function. Mm. And so if we did study that, I think what we would find is that it's restoring that communication between the brain and the body so that the body has a better chance to heal itself. And so that's a profound thing. Uh, where did you, where's your practice at, Dr. Brenner? Uh, I'm at Marysville, Washington. Uh, Smoky Point is what uh, the locals would call it. Okay. It's Cascadia Chiropractic and Massage. Okay. I practice with my son. My wife works with me. She's a certified nutritional therapist. Oh, nice. I have a killer staff. We've got massage. Mm-hmm. We've got nutrition. Uh, we've got a lot of supplements and products and things that people could use. That's great. Would you recommend, if somebody's not feeling well, to call to see, should I stay home or should I come in and see you? Is That's that, probably a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Okay. I, I always feel better when I call my naturopath if something's going on, if my son's not well. And I just, I have a little more confidence in my decision making because I conferred with a very trusted um, medical practitioner in the in natural medicine field. Um, so I want to, I want to play a little do this, not that game with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you've got symptoms, um, let's kind of go through the symptoms of maybe getting a cold flu coronavirus. Um, got a fever, do this, not that. Do you recommend people take an antipyretic like, uh, over the counter fever reducer? From the chiropractic philosophy, it's kind of a, it's, it's the craziest thing you could do. It's like uh, an invader came into your home and your dog was barking and warning you that there's something wrong and might even attack the, and you tie the dog up. 
the fever is the good thing. The fever is what makes your body able to overcome and to prevent that invader, that microbe, germ, virus, bacteria, from replicating. The temperature elevation, if it's 104 degrees, you're still very safe. That body is not in jeopardy. And we're, we're seeing the culture of the moms feeling better because they gave the child something. The mom feels better, but now she just maybe reduced her child's ability to fight that infection. So that, that fever is a friend. That's the way that I look at it. My kids grew up with no vaccinations. Mm. Uh, they had at times perfect attendance. Sometimes we would give them a well day. You don't have to go to school if you don't feel like it. <laughs> you don't have to pretend like I did that I'm sick and I've got to, I feel terrible until the bus goes by and then all of a sudden you're miraculously recovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is uh, fever age-dependent a little bit, like if you, a really young little baby or an old person? Is, is the, the number relevant? When would you know a fever is so high that it might be dangerously high? That's a good point, and it's, it is scary. It's scary when your kid is sick, but that fever is, is nature's way of, of fighting back. Mm-hmm. And so everything that we do that encourages, I'd say keep the you know wet towel, te- swab the forehead, encourage the person just to ride it out. If it's if it's 105, mm-hmm. let's talk. Let's get to the let's Call, get some advice. Ha- but so 101, one, 102, yeah. 103, those are just nothing. That's the body doing okay. its job. Wow, that's good to know. And yeah, call your trusted yes. um, healthcare provider. If you're nervous and and get their advice if you don't, if you're feeling uncomfortable. Now, I think comfort is important. That's why a lot of people do the antipyretics. Um, But the studies do show that uh, using those products uh, not only suppresses your immune system and extends the length of time that you're ill, but it increases risk of of not having a good outcome. Um, But how do you make someone comfortable? Now, like, when my son's temperature goes over 101, he tends to get nauseous, and he hates throwing up. So trying to keep him comfortable. There is some homeopathy that have, has worked really well for my son since he was yeah. little. Um, but I've also heard you can put wet socks in the freezer. Have you heard that one? Cool water, mm-hmm. uh, ice packs. Uh, mm-hmm. we, always, uh, we always use ice packs. Uh, there's, there's friendly ice packs, and then there's vicious uh, very the gel packs, for an example, are something that it's hard to they're they're too cold, mm-hmm. so you need to wrap them. But any of that that you could cool the body down naturally, mm-hmm. cool bath. Uh, the mom always was seen in the movie, taking the wet cloth and swabbing the forehead and the chest, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the feed the cold, starve the fever things. Uh, the body is purging. The body recognizes that that food in there is not needed right now, mm-hmm. and it's actually a burden. It's going to take energy away to, to digest all that food. I think it's good to get it out of there. Mm-hmm. Somebody else would want to say, I don't want to throw up, but I think it's good to get it out so your body doesn't waste energy. Wow. I'll try to think of that next time I ever get ill. Okay. I'm, not, I'm one most of it's us a contrast. do not like. Remember the old Seinfeld episode where he was so proud of how many years he'd gone without throwing up? Yes, <laughs> I remember. 
So, um, and I, I, I'm going to scroll for just a second because I just remembered I'd been reading a couple months ago all these amazing studies that humidity is so important. Viruses and bacteria don't hang around in rooms if they have optimal humidity. They tend to, like, drop to surfaces, which is why you want to wash your hands and not touch your face, because if you're touching the surfaces, it might bring it to you. But it also, they don't thrive very well in a, in a properly humid environment. Mm-hmm. The drier the air, and that's why a lot of people get sick in the winter, because they're indoor in dry air with the artificial heat on. So keep your warm at a good optimal, get some humidifiers, a pan of water on the stove to, to get that in there. Um, is really important and, and probably, you know, when you're ill, it's good. Maybe some essential oils can be nice to, um, to be breathing in. So, um, another, uh, do this, not that. What about uh, stuffy nose? Do you recommend decongestant? I wouldn't. (laughs) I I wouldn't. Um, you go back to look at our environment, especially in the winter. We're all sealed up. Our houses don't have the flow of the houses of the past. There was a leaky so our environment is very important, and when you look at the number of uh, air fresheners that people are using, I look at them as air pollutants. You look at the fabric softener and the the fragrances in the in the soaps and all the all the toxins that are in there. Let's get some of that stuff out of that environment, and that's a very important thing to to look at. Yeah, so, you know, the, the mucus is trying to pull out the toxins. It's so our protective it's method. Your pro- it's, so you, you know, it's yeah. the way your body is setting up its defense, its natural defense. So I can guess you don't want to suppress a cough either. Maybe not? I probably would not. What, what can a person do to, to have a productive cough? What, what do you recommend to make sure that it's doing what it needs to do to, to cleanse? That's a good question. I, I don't think that way. I, I think <laughs> You just think nature uh, think will know what bo- to do. I think the body knows what to do. Yeah. And have faith in that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dr. Brenneman, it has been a joy to have you in the studio today. Thank you're you so much. You're a brave so soul. Much. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I've enjoyed it. And thank you, Benny, for guiding me through this hour of conversation about healthy immunity. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I'll be back at the first Friday of each month. And so next month, that is April the 6th, talking about healthy immunity. And we'll have another special guest, and I will announce it uh, later on. Um, so stay tuned and, and check informedchoicewashington.org for more information. Um, don't forget to check out bbch.community for um, information from a brilliant immunologist. And I'd also like you to mark your calendars for uh, April 4th for a special documentary screening of Vaxxed 2, uh, which is a brilliant film about people who've been injured by vaccines. And on April 24th, mark your calendars there for the vaccine conversation with Dr. Bob Sears and Melissa Floyd. They will be in Linwood. Um, doing uh, a live version of their podcast. Looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that, too. So mark your calendars. um, Check out informedchoicewa.org. And remember, make it a healthy day every day. By the moon, ain't you? Oh.